Lord is a very present help in the time of trouble. Some of you perhaps may have woken yourself up this morning, but for the rest of us that know that God woke us up this morning, started us on our way, we've got to give God a praise. Amen. Amen. Close those eyes if you will. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this night. We thank you for reminding us that without you, we are nothing. You are our strength, and a strength like no other strength. Thank you, Lord. You are a heart fixer strength, mind regulator. And we say thank you. I bless this sacred moment, bless this time in which we hear a word from you. Lord, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. It is in your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Come on, everybody, join the praise team. You are... seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. We give honor to God tonight, who is certainly the head of our life, and to your great pastor, uh, Pastor Jackson. Would you help me celebrate Pastor David Jackson? God bless you. Amen. That's right. We ought to celebrate him. Thank you, man. Amen. It's not easy doing what you do. Amen. It's not easy for any pastor, amen. So we celebrate him to all of the ministers that have been recognized that are on the roster. God bless you. And to the ministers that are here from the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road and maybe from other places, if you would just stand, all the ministers in the house, thank God for them, amen. The preachers from Bible Way and others, thank you all. Thank you for being here. To the officers of this church and to the deacons of Goodwill, thank you so much. And to all of the deacons in the house, amen. You may be even from visiting churches. If you would stand, I want to recognize you. God bless you to all the deacons. Amen. amen. So many. See, so many of my friends here. I hate to call names. Amen. I've been knowing them for a long time. In fact, many of them helped me get to where I am. So it's good to see it. Former principal, Laura Richland High School. 
Deacon Moyer, amen. I wouldn't have my house if it wasn't for him, amen. Deacon Patterson's my neighbor, amen. And so all the others, deacons and stuff that are in the house, we thank God for all of them and just thank God for you and what you do and thank God for revival, amen. 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 I ran, Pastor Jackson and I were talking and uh, we were somewhere, Red Hill. And you reminded me, he said, you've been everywhere but goodwill. And I, and I promised him that I would do that. And so I am here. And it also helps that he's my cousin. And you know, cousins, you got to treat cousins at least halfway decent. Amen. So thank God for him. And thank God for all of you. I enjoyed the singing so tremendously. And thank you for all the churches uh, that fellowship. Well, there's a word from the Lord tonight. We aren't going to be very long. I, I told somebody, one of the advantages, Pastor Mac reminded me, he keeps throwing that figure. I kind of forgot about how long I've been preaching. It reminds me how old I'm getting, Sister Wanda. Amen. Uh, but Mac keeps throwing it up in my face. 40 years. We ought to do something to celebrate 40 years. I said, no, no, I'm just happy to have been around 40 years, to have preached for 40 years. Amen. <clears throat> but I've been around long enough to know that you can't preach to impress. You got to say what God says. And the late Dr. Westbury Neal. Hey, Dr. Adams told me a long time ago, I went to, uh, I think it was St. John, or one of those churches he pastored. He pastored so many in the area. I was a young preacher preaching. And afterwards, he said, son, you did good, but you took too long. Y'all know Dr. Neal. You know he would do that. I said, yes, sir. And I said, how long does it take, Dr. Neal? He said, not that long. <laughs> so I, I learned not to be that long, amen. But he could tear up a house. How many of y'all remember the late Dr. Westbury Neal? I mean, he would, that's Pastor Blakely Scott's uncle. He would tear up a house in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He's doing his conclusion. In 20 minutes, he got on his hat and overcoat, and he's headed out the door. But there's a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you don't mind resting to your feet one more time, Psalms 107, verses 1 and verse 2. Psalms 107, verses 1 and verse 2. The New King James Version says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The church that loves God's word said amen. amen. Before you sit down, let me just share my subject with you. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. Hold those hands. This subject is lifted directly from the text. Just two words found in the text. Look at somebody, squeeze those hands, and tell them, say, say so. That's what I want to preach about. <coughs> say so. Amen. Amen. Say so. Say so. Y'all have to pray for my voice, because I've been off for two weeks. And I've learned, I think I was telling Pastor Mac, we were on vacation uh, that when I don't know what's worse, over-preaching or not preaching enough, uh, when you take a couple weeks off, you have to get acclimated again. But uh, God is good all the time. Amen? 
One of the things about life that is very interesting is the power of the spoken word. There's nothing more significant than others, some would say, than the power of the spoken word. Oral history has played a great role in the lives of humanity. In fact, before there was a book to write, history was passed down orally. People would tell their history, Deacon Titus, and it would go from generations to generations. In fact, most people don't realize, but the Bible was recorded many, many years after the events. But the legends, and it will be passed down from generation to generation. In fact, Moses said to the children of Israel that, that when you see these stones and your children and their children's children ask what needed these stones, tell them this is where the Lord brought us over. Amen. Psalms 91 in verse 2 even goes further and says that, 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 that I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my strength. I like Job 22 in verse 28 where Job says, and I shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? It's something to be said about saying a thing. Amen. Now there's some folk that are reluctant because once you say it, it's out there. Amen. In fact, the great philosopher said, if you're not sure, don't say it. Because once you say it, it's hard to take it back. Now people can guess what you're thinking, but they know what you said. Don't miss that, okay? They may guess what you think. But once you say, that's why I tell folk in this age that we're living in, it is very important that you choose what you say carefully. Especially my young people that are on social media. Because once you push sin, and once it's out there, not only is it out there, but it defines you. People judge you and people interpret you by what you have said. And that's why I say I choose my words very carefully because I, I've been living long enough to have gotten in trouble of saying the wrong thing. Amen? When you, when you don't really mean it, you say, well, I'll do it, and you really don't mean you do it, but it's out there, and people look at you, and they say, you're not a person of your word. Why? Because you said something uh, that you did not keep. Other thing about saying things, sometimes we speak out of anger. We speak out of our emotions, not knowing that they live with us forever. A whole lot of folk have been hurt. A whole lot of lives have been ruined by people who were mad for a moment. Amen. They were mad for a moment, but they didn't realize that they said something. And once they said it, it's hard 
to take it back. Amen. Their folk now remember stuff that folks said about them 10, 20 years ago. Probably longer than that. Why? Because it cut deep. Where there's a negativity associated, as I pointed out, with not being careful of what you say. Amen. That's why you got to understand that oftentimes the enemy tries to capture our tongue. Amen. How many of you know the devil loves to have your tongue? Amen. The devil loves to have your mouth because he knows if I can get you to say the wrong thing, you can write your own obituary. Can I preach? You don't care. Sometimes folks say stuff that comes back and define them like, I feel like I won't make it. Well, let me tell you something about the devil. The devil is not omniscient. It simply means he does not know everything. What does the devil know? He knows what you tell him. <laughs> he knows what you tell him. I don't think I can make it with this. I, I, I don't think I'm going to uh, make it through this or my children are bad or this situation is bad. My family is terrible. Even if you fake it. Look at somebody and say, don't say it. We know that even as it come to children in school and I tell teachers and, 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 and educators all the time, when you say stuff, sometimes people, kids didn't even know what at risk meant until some experts with some degrees that they think made them smarter than anybody else start putting labels on folk. You are at risk. You are poor. My daddy told me that he lived and my, my mother knows lived in a three-room house with 12 kids and granddaddy was a farmer and the chicken they ate, they got it from the backyard. And the collard greens they ate, they got it from the yard. And they said they didn't know they were poor until somebody else told them. Somebody else came to Arthurtown and said, this is an at-risk community. They said, what do you mean? We're doing good. Clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. Anybody know you are all right? Don't let the devil define who you are. Because somebody said the devil is a liar. That's the negativity, saying the wrong thing. But then there's another side. There's the good side of when you learn how to say positive things. Sister Adams, when you learn how to put stuff in the atmosphere that not only speaks of how things are, but how you believe things will be. Amen. You've got to sometimes say it before you see it. You, you've got to believe it before you can touch it. You, you've got to walk over your children and say, bless and highly favored. You got to lay hands and speak prophetically over somebody and say, the devil can't have you. I'm, I'm a living witness. My wife and I, my sons didn't even know it, but when they would leave to go to school, we would anoint the rooms, and, and we would get bad reports sometimes. And I said, the devil is a liar. Amen. They're not perfect. My son got a testimony. He's preached down here. Others got a testimony. But God is still good. I, I remember driving down Bluff Road uh, to the jail the bell this one out of jail and a friend of mine called me on the phone and said you need to just give up I don't know why you still think he's going to be anything 
You just need to get up. And I stopped in the car. And before we can get him out, I said, the devil is a liar. The devil is a I took him back home and threw my arms around him and said, God says you're going to be all right. Anybody know God will turn it around? Anybody ever have to speak over your family? Somebody jump up and say, say so. Say so. Learn how to speak over your finances. I'm preaching to somebody now. Learn. I don't tell people I'm broke. Amen. No. Learn how to speak over your finances. Amen. Folks say, how you doing? I may be low, but I ain't broke. Amen. There's a difference, right? Amen. And so I speak over what the Lord is going to do because I see blessings out there. Anybody see blessings out there? God says, I'll pour out your blessing that it will not be room enough to receive it. Anybody know God ain't through with you yet? Look at somebody and say, you're blessed and highly favored. There may even be a millionaire out there. There may be somebody with a new business out there. You may be the next Deacon Moyer, Deacon Patterson. You may be somebody that starts a business. You may be somebody that God can use. So what we've got to learn how to do is to put stuff in the atmosphere that we want to be out there. We've got to put stuff in the air, even if you don't feel it right now. Can I preach to somebody? Even if you feel sick in your body and you feel like you're going down, just lean up and say, I'm pressing my way. The upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Anybody know how to press your way? Listen, there, there, there was a woman before I get to the text in the Old Testament known as a Shumanite woman. Y'all know the story. Bible says Shumanite woman waited for a long time to have a child. God blessed her with a son. One day that son became sick. The Bible said he went and laid his head on his mama's lap and said, my head is hurting. Then he died right there in her arms on her lap. Shumanite woman told her servant, saddle up the horse, took that boy upstairs and laid him in the prophet's room. Closed the door, said nobody goes in this room till I get back. Saddle up the horse, we're going to find the man of God. The man of God saw her coming from a long ways. He sent Jehazel, his servant, and said, that looks like the Shumanite woman. I want you to go meet her and ask her, how are you doing? How is your husband doing? How is your son doing? So he went and asked and the Shumanite woman said, it is well. All is well. Although her boy was dead, she didn't give the devil any glory. Anybody know how to speak what you believe God's going to do even before you know God has done it? Somebody lift those hands and say, it is well. Say, all is well. Say, everything is going to be all right. Listen, in our text, before I take my seat, the psalmist writes this powerful 107th psalm. David writes this song. There are three things in this 
psalm that he writes that I want to point out. Number one, he says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. In other words, we ought to always give thanks to the Lord. Anybody know that God is good? Amen. That's the second thing he points out. First thing he points out is, oh, give thanks to the Lord. You ought to learn how to thank God even when you don't feel like it. Come on, anybody can thank God when, when things are right in your life. But anybody know how to thank God even when you don't feel like it? Things are not going right in your life. You can still clap your hands. You don't need a church to have church. But when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done, don't fool me now. Anybody ever had church by yourself? You can think of one thing that God has done and you got to give him a praise. Come on, somebody, clap those hands and give God your best praise. Woo. Number one, all give thanks unto the Lord. Second thing he does, he combines them. He says, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. That's number two. God is good and his mercy won't last, won't run out. Touch somebody and say, God is good. You've got to believe God is good even when things are not going good for you. Paul writes, and we know that all things work together for our good. Can you holler good when you know things look bad? Can you say things are good when you feel bad? Can you say good when people around you are treating you bad? Somebody say God is good. Don't fool me now, but tell somebody God is good. Tell them God is good. And then the last thing he says is let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Notice he didn't say everybody ought to say it. But only those who know that God has redeemed your soul. Can I get a witness? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if God has redeemed you, you ought to say so. You ought to say so. You ought to say so. You ought to say, look what the Lord has done. Anybody know God has blessed you? Anybody know God has turned your situation around? Touch two people and say, say so. Say so. Say so. Everybody ought to testify that if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be? Anybody know God is good and say so? Anybody know God is merciful? Then say so. Throw your hands back and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I praise you. Come on, goodwill. Come on. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Say so. Somebody put a hand on it and say, neighbor, I hate to 
Claudia, but I need a praise partner. I need a praise partner. And you don't say God has been good to you. No, it's I need to praise God for what God has done for me. Come on, say it again. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Praise God. Don't say no more this morning. Say so. Amen, amen. If God's been good to you, you ought to say so. Come on, somebody, you ought to say so. Amen. Just what the doctors ordered. Amen, amen. The devil's already lost. Amen. He's lost that battle. Amen. Amen. We ought to praise. Let's give our preacher hand a praise. Amen. Amen. As Pastor reminded us, some things we just have to speak into existence. Amen. That sickness is bothering you. Amen. You speak life over yourself. Amen. Whoever's bothering you, you still speak life over yourself. Amen. Because when you speak it into existence, amen, you can say, I, I see myself in the future. Amen. And I look so much better. Amen. Because I'm praising my God now. Amen. I praise him now. Amen. I, I can praise him on credit because I, I know, come on somebody, a payday will come after a while. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. If you're outside the ark of safety, and there's some things that you know that you need to let go and let God have his way. We believe that there is power in prayer. Come on, somebody. That whatever you ask, you will not withhold anything good. Come on, somebody, from you. We invite you to stand and for the altar. Come But the outside the ark of safety, and you want to connect yourself with the household of faith, that you will receive salvation. There's something you want to repent there. Because God is a 